0: Celtics Talk
1: Podcast is presented by 24autogroup.com, 11 locations
2: across New England. What's up everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Celtics Talk Podcast. Here on the NBC Sports Boston Podcast Network, it's the post-game show and a special guest for tonight, Abby, what's up? Oh, hello. Oh, hello. So they come let a- you out of the studio, <laughs> <in> Forsberg. <laughs> Welcome back
3: I, to TD Garden. I
2: broke free. I said I need Abby on this podcast. It's a big game, uh, big holiday edition. People are going to be driving all over the place listening to this thing. So uh, Celtics take down the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks. <laughs> I almost yeah. said Detroit Pistons because we played them <laughs> like seven times this year. Uh, and Luca, Jason Tatum out duels. Abby, give me your, give me your hot take before I, I, I ramble about how good Jason Tatum was.
3: You need a hot take? Why do we I mean, need there's a there's... hot take? Jason Tatum, leader in the clubhouse for mm-hmm. MVP this season. Ooh. We saw it on both ends of the floor, put on a show, took over when his team needed him most, mm-hmm. and then locked Luca <laughs> in the most vicious way and talked smack afterwards. It was awesome. I
2: don't know if he was just talking smack. He just no. was He was just he feeling just himself. Him yeah, he was just letting his bench know. I don't think he was letting Luca know. He was like more talking to the bench and just being like, you know, kind of like Paul Pierce, I call it game. So right? Like that was the moment. But that to me was the biggest sort of symmetry of this game. You have the Mavs get within ten, we're all sitting there like, oh boy, this is getting a little they too close. Yeah, yeah, and it was a little too close for comfort, and then Tatum blows past a double team with Luca, the primary defender, and dumps on him. And then thirty seconds later he's swatting him at the rim. So is there a debate? Is he the best is Jason Tatum? The MVP right now.
3: I mean, I don't think there's a debate between JT and Luca. There might be a debate between JT and uh, you know, Giannis, Joel Embiid. I don't know. Having a pretty good season.
2: I don't know. I don't know if there's an argument right now. The, right. the, the Jason Tatum I watched tonight, and again, it's hard because Jason Jalen Brown was really good. Yeah. Marcus Smart actually in the locker room made the case that Jason Jalen should be. I can't always mess up those names. Jalen. Really Jalen should be in the conversation as well. And he told me that like earlier this year. And I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Jalen <laughs> was really good this year. I and mean, hey, not, not even this year, the, tonight.
3: No question. And the, the, the thing with Jalen is just how efficient he's been and how consistently he has been. And, and been given this team what it needs when it needs right. it. And and playing off each other. How lucky, how thankful should we all be that the Jays are here, that they love playing together, and that... No one in the Celtics front office listened to the jabronis.
2: Are you, are you, calling, per, are you calling Perk out on this podcast?
3: Sure. <laughs> Anyone who said they needed to split up the J's.
2: Uh- yeah. Did
3: Perk say
2: that? He, he, he really did. I, th- I think he explicitly said it. And then he walked it back. Because he you know, he's 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 amazing like that. And he Perk can, gets to do whatever he wants. <laughs> it's really, Perk. He really does. Uh, we should mention we're coming to you uh, uh, live as they break down the floor here at TD Garden. So there's a Changeover. lot
3: of... Changeover. It's, it's, it's so cool to watch. These guys.
2: It is amazing. I feel bad. I forgot Top the Bru- their game. Bruins have a matinee on fr- uh, Sunday or Friday. I don't even know what day it is. Friday before Today's the Celtics play at night. I know. Thursday. Usually Thanksgiving falls on Thursday, so I just need to keep that in mind. Um, so were you surprised Tatum played?
3: No, not at all. You thought Jason was going to miss a-
2: No, God no. a but- game
3: against another superstar in the league? Also, I was at shoot-around this morning. He looked pretty good. I saw him dunk just as I was walking out of the gym. And pretty that's pretty good said, sign you're going to be able to play sure basketball. pretty sure Jason's yeah. going to be able to play tonight. And, and like he told us post-game, there, there was no way he was missing this game.
2: Uh, yeah, there's no way. And then to me, I, I, that landing on DeRozan's foot, actually watching back the highlight, it was like, wow, that looked pretty bad. And you could understand there was probably some swelling, uh, but I just couldn't convince myself that he was going to going to miss this game. I had to write something yesterday. I was like, I'm, I'm writing about Luke and Jason because it's going to happen. And this is again, this is what separates Jason Tatum to me. Yeah. He's now gone up against John Morant and said, I'm going to guard that guy at the end of the game and had the better of him. Found a way to get selfish to the finish line of that game. Jokic came to Boston. Jason was the better player on, on that night. He wanted to guard Donovan Mitchell at the end of the Cavs games, and even those those games didn't tip their way, like I can't do everything, right? Like so, uh, I think Tatum has made every case possible. He's gonna play more games. His team is gonna be more successful. I just don't like. I don't even know what the argument is for Luke at this point. Or if, like, he, like you said, Giannis, he's in the conversation, but now we gotta wait till Christmas to, to figure that one out.
3: What's funny is at Mads Shootaround this morning, Luka Doncic was talking about the the big step forward he's mm. taken on the defensive end, and I asked Jay Kid about it. He said, "Absolutely, feel like it's a leap." They have and to say that. I feel like, <laughs> and and I I feel like there's definitely a want for Luka that may not have <laughs> been there in the past. But then you see tonight the difference between Jason Tatum, who has the way that he plays the pride that he takes on the defensive end of the floor and the fact that he's been working at it for the Mm -hmm. entire time that he's been in the league that's what came through tonight
2: lucas stats are alarmingly like good but he doesn't take on the challenge of guarding the best guy often now he did have some turns on tatum
3: i mean he has a pretty heavy load offensively he is their only offensive well christian wood
2: and spencer dinwiddie like okay
3: joe Mazzula told me post game they wanted Luca to go off tonight. If Luca's going off and not getting assists, Ooh, okay. no yeah, one right. else okay. can get going.
2: Well, and they did that for the most of most of three quarters you so only had one assist. I'm just
3: saying it is a lot to ask of Luca, whereas Jay Jalen nope. Jason See? has a lot of help.
2: Alright, we 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 have to finish on this. What was reported tonight? My guy, oh, I
3: know. Are you excited? <laughs> I, I, I mentioned it to our producer during the game. I was like, I think we got to do this. To no, this and they said, and they, and, they,
2: and they said no. Yeah, they said. And he uh,
3: said the report is that he's going to play before Christmas?
2: Whoop and do Oh come on. Uh Well, one, I take every little bit of good news. It's like better than them saying he's not going to play until 2023. Yes. Uh And so that it, the fact that his agent is coming out and saying that he expects to play before Christmas, and I think I'm
3: hearing rumblings it maybe could be, so. could be sooner. Could be yeah, sooner everyone's hearing it. rumblings everyone's because positive.
2: he because Rob has been very. Positive and been now been out there ramped up to three on three. I would be I, I, likewise the as much as let's even, just go
3: through the timeline. The surgery happened September 23rd. That's when the eight to twelve week timeline was placed on Rob, and that was to return to basketball okay. activity. Okay. When we were in New York City, Rob made his first road trip with the team. That was about two and a half weeks ago, about s- six weeks into his recovery, and said that he was already dunking. So. That would lead me to believe, and last time I spoke with Rob, it was on that road trip, he said he has had zero setbacks. I'm feeling very good about how things are going. So, yes, I think your optimism is warranted.
2: All right. Well, we might have to, might not have to put an R rating on this because this is uh, getting steamy in here with all this Rob <laughs> talk and, and all this positive. Uh, and that is ultimately is really my big takeaway here is, like, the Celtics are really good as it is. And Jason is playing at a MVP level. Jalen Brown has been awesome. They are winning games like this, and they should have won it more convincingly, probably. But, like, they're still dominating for large stretches. And we don't even have Rob back yet.
3: Yeah. A lot to be thankful for on this Thanksgiving Eve.
2: All right, plenty more here from our post game show. Check it out now uh, on the pod.
0: Happy Thanksgiving. Kendrick Perkins, Eddie House, Amina Smith here with you. And the Celtics beat the Dallas Mavericks 125 to 112. And this Celtics team Came out with a different energy in this matchup after getting their nine game win streak snapped on Monday by the Bulls. And Eddie, I took a look at the beginning of this matchup and I said, this is definitely going to be different inside of TD Garden.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, not only did they have energy, the fans had energy. Guys don't have to go to work. They don't have to go to work tomorrow. So the fans <laughs> could let it all hang out. But the guys came out tonight and they played together. They played with a sense of urgency that they lacked against Chicago. Um, I mean, from the tip, you could tell that they all were engaged, and it started with Jason Tatum. I mean, whenever he has seven or more rebounds, to me, I feel like that's when we're going to see the best Jason Tatum, because that means he's engaged in the game, and then also attack mode. Sometimes he doesn't have it going, but he gets to the free throw line, and that's the biggest part of his game that I've seen this year that's changed from previous years is that he gets to that free throw line, and there's only one way to get there, and that's being attack mode.
0: Yeah, Jason Tatum was in attack mode out there today he had 37 points 13 rebounds and five assists perk what was mm. your big takeaway after this win
5: I saw one super athletic team and then I saw another non-athletic team at the most important position in the league right you talk about the guard the the point the point guard slash forward wing position right it was just night and day and when you think about it, it's just like, okay, you're looking at Luka and Spencer Dinwiddie, and they can't match the speed, the pace, the skill set, athleticism on the a, on a offensive end as, as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown both look refreshed. They look like they got their rest. They looked like they was waiting. They got their recovery in. They had those young legs tonight. And that was the difference from the jump. The pace of the game, the speed of the game, and the athleticism of the Boston Celtics, along with it, what he House said, not selling, not selling, knowing that these guys can't defend. And you got to give a lot of credit to when they did go ISO ball, the Boston Celtics, the other guys were moving. Because Dallas do a great job of actually loading up and taking away driving gaps. But when you got movement and guys just, occupying the defense, it makes it that much more easier for those boys to go to work.
4: I'm going to piggyback on that, Perk. So think about how many times we got back cuts. Think about how many times Jason Tatum Mm -hmm. got a back cut, got fouled. Jalen Brown got a back cut, got fouled guys looking for that. That let me know one thing, that the game plan for Dallas was, let's try to deny them the ball. Let's not let them get anything easy. And what were we able to do? We were able to counter that. And I think that that goes to not only coaching, preparation, Mm -hmm. but also guys reading it. Because I could tell you that before the game, and if that situation doesn't arise, or if it does arise and I'm not ready for it, then I missed a moment. We didn't miss any moments tonight, and that's the reason why they got that victory. And a lot of things came real easy for them offensively. And you could tell the athleticism is is night and day.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, these two teams mm-hmm. are on two totally different levels. All right, let's send it out to Abby Chin, who's with Marcus Smart RBG right now.
4: In, done that to hey, can we get a filter for that face, please?
0: Look, you know what? Let's <laughs> send it out to Abby, please.
3: <laughs> Marcus, I want to start near the end and that block that Jason Tatum had on Luka Doncic as a defensive guy. What goes through your mind watching that play?
6: Man, I was ecstatic about it, you know, because uh, at the moment, like, he was beat. And any, you know what I'm saying, you be like that against a good player, you could give up because you don't want to foul. But you know, he, the paralysis of him to stay with it and keep going to get that block, love it. We love it, that's what we're gonna need from him and JB.
3: The Mavs cut the lead to nine in the fourth. Ever any panic?
6: No, nah, you know what I'm saying? We, we we understand that, you know, we're playing a great team. We were rolling, we let a couple things slip. We just had to regain ourselves, our composure. Uh, you know, Joe, uh, we came to a timeout. Joe talked to us, got us in the set. We got a stop, yeah, and it was over from that for us. And that's how we got to go every night. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty.
3: Luca, 42 points, but really, their only offense. So you guys picking him up at midcourt. How nice is it to have seven, eight guys in the rotation that can do that?
6: It's wonderful. Because you know we can throw different bodies at them at, at different times and parts of the game. You know what I'm saying? One person gets tired next, and we suddenly keep going. So, you know, Luca's a hell of a player. We all know what Luca can do, what he's been doing. And, you know, it's going to take a full team effort. So you're going to have a couple guys you're going to have to have to be able to throw at them.
3: Tonight, the first of a six game. Uh-oh. JB, what did you. I'm glad there wasn't water. Uh, tonight, the first of a six game homestand. You guys coming off that loss, how important was it to come out with the energy you did tonight and get the win? It
6: was huge to be able to bounce back. You know what I'm saying? We were on that nine game winning streak. We let one slip. We could have easily, you know what I'm saying, came in tonight, let another one slip. But, you know, we decided that that's not what team we wanted to be. We're working for something, and it starts with being able to bounce back at the loss.
0: Marcus, thank you. Congratulations. Happy Scal joining us live from inside of TD Garden. Everybody all smiles out there on the court. But, Scal, how were the Celtics able to bounce back after that loss on Monday come tonight against the Mavericks?
1: Well, first of all, they controlled pace. They pushed the ball up the floor. You you heard what Eddie and Perk was saying pregame. Go at Luka. Make make him pay. Make him work. And I love their pickup point. They were picking up the ball at Luka up at half court. And, you know, I don't think it wore him out. The guy was still great in the fourth quarter. But you have to imagine that those body shots made a difference. And then the uh, the pace that the Celtics played at, I thought that energy that they played with helped them make shots. They didn't make shots in Chicago. They didn't play with energy. They kind of flipped that script today.
0: And the Celtics at halftime. They had 70 points to the Dallas Mavericks, 49 points. Let's take a look at how it all went down in that first half. And Eddie, just what did the Celtics establish to start this matchup?
4: Uh, paint presence attacking. Uh, Nope, there was no settling. And I think that game in Chicago was an eye-opener from them. Like, you'll take that shot. That's a wide-open shot. But you don't have to settle. Right there, back cut. Just playing basketball and playing off each other. Again, like I'm saying, don't settle. They don't have to settle. This is a basketball team that has so many weapons. So many different guys can do so many different things offensively. You don't have your traditional four that only just mean your traditional five who's on the block, and that's all he can do is you throw it there. Guys can make plays off the dribble, and they continue to get to the paint and make it easy for themselves.
0: And Perk, this Celtics team looked very comfortable in this first half. What allowed them to get in that groove?
5: Well, one, it's about being at home, but I can't overemphasize the pace, the speed, even the, the, the ball movement. It was on time, on target, the back door cutting, cutting off of cutters. They just had life in their legs. And we, we talked about their last their last game against the Bulls just have not having that energy level. The Celtics are already one of the most skilled, if not the most skilled uh, team in the NBA. When their energy is there, it's no team that's going to be able to keep up with them.
0: Escal, you were inside the arena. Just how palpable was the energy out there on the court when you take a look at the Celtics and also the fans inside the building as well?
5: Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a Wednesday night game before Thanksgiving. I kept using words like buzz. They're they're all juiced up. They're ready. Like all these fans, they sprinted out to the parties. They're all out in the streets right now. So these fans got to go. Hey, Perk, uh, Tatum's mom came up to me and asked me to ask you. After this game, you got that vote for Tatum? Like I know, I know you got that vote, and you've been flexing on that vote. She wants to know if you if you got that vote for Tatum now. She's such a sweet old lady. Go off this, face And look,
5: she, she got she got on my ass last year. Look, I know now to leave her place alone. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Listen. He got Go ahead, my Parker. vote as of right now. He okay. got my vote as of right now. And, and okay. nothing could change that unless he <laughs> dropped below 30 points tonight. If he dropped below 30 points tonight for his season average, it's going to be hard.
0: Look, Ms. All Brandy right. is not playing about her baby. No. She wants to know that she had that vote for Jason Taylor. Like, I do not Mama play Bear. her. Mama not Bear playing. not playing. Yeah.
5: take nah,
0: a look is. at that final score right there inside of TD Garden. 125 to 112.
3: Big win. Got off to a great start, both Jalen and Jason, 30-plus points. What did you like best?
7: Uh, I really liked how um, you know those two guys played the right way. I loved how uh, Smart, Malcolm, D. White, Al, I liked how we managed the game. Um, and they're a great offense and defensive team, and you have to have discipline on both ends of the floor. And I thought we did a great job with our spacing and our offensive discipline and our gameplay and discipline on the defensive end.
3: Lucas still went off for 42 points, but do you feel like the game plan worked well, was effective?
7: Yeah, it was. He uh, had one assist in the first half, and um, they had five as a team, but they had eight in the third quarter. And so we kind of got away from the game plan a little bit in the third quarter, uh, did a good job of managing back. But I thought we, did, we had great game plan discipline.
3: What does it mean to you to see your guys bounce back this way after things that happen in Chicago and to come out with that energy.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Um, you know, our guys are mature and they know how to win. They know how to handle losses. They know how to handle an NBA season. And, you know, we talk a lot about great teams stay the best version of themselves for a long time. And when they don't, they quickly bounce back. And I thought we did a great job of that.
3: What did Jason say to the bench after the block on Luca? I don't know. Could you hear it? I could not. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Joe.
7: Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good one.
8: Al just said that when you guys came out, kind of saw the crowd. There was a little something different uh, out there on the floor. What, what, what did you see? Did you feel that?
6: Definitely, you know, the energy was definitely different in here. Um, you know, it's always different in here, but I wasn't expecting that the night before Thanksgiving. Um, but you know, that we loved it, you know what I'm saying? When our crowd is like that and they bring that energy, we feed off of
8: it. When you're, when you come off a game like the game in Chicago, this what what what's the mentality? How do you turn around from a, a, a performance where you knew you guys took it lightly and and to go out against the maps and, and really kinda handle yourselves?
6: Um, gotta be pissed off. You know what I'm saying? That lost love for bad taste in my mouth. Uh just for the simple take, uh simple reason because we understood that we you know, we kinda lollygag in that game and uh you know, it just wasn't when I when I when I go at the moment. But you know I'm saying, we can't have that and use that excuse excuses to to let a domino effect into the next game and the next game after that. So coming into this game, we just wanted to make sure we didn't let that happen again. Marcus,
7: what do you see
6: from when he's at his best offensively? Man, just just the things that he's doing when he's at his best is the same thing JT's doing at his, you know, and they and you know, JT has been in the talks for for that MVP race. And when JB's playing the way he's playing at his highest peak, he's in that that, that race too. So you know what I'm saying? I was joking with Jalen, you know what I'm saying? We got a, you know what I'm saying? The old Weston. when you're in the shootout, you got a gun on this one. And I told him, I said, but we also got another one with you over here. So, you know what I'm saying? We got two two sharpshooters um, that can do some damage. So, you know what I'm saying? When JB's playing at his highest, he's an MVP candidate as well.
9: You talk a lot about making it easier for him. When he's going through some of those turnovers, it looks like he had the, first, the last couple games.
6: For me, um, you know, it's just talking to him, you know, positive affirmations. I'm saying Joe's going to do the negative affirmations, getting on the yelling and things like that. That's his job. It's my job and our job as a team and his teammates, you know, to show him the love, you know, make sure he doesn't get too down on himself and anybody on this team when that happens, because we all go through it and it's not going to be the first time. It won't be the last time he's going to go through it again. But, you know, using moments like tonight where he went through to see where he can get better and, you know, decrease some of those mistakes and vice versa with me and everybody else. You know, so you've got to learn from it. But, you know, knowing that your brothers, you know what I'm saying, are with you and not against you is always going to make it better for you.
8: You had a play there with, um, I think, Al fed you in the post and you immediately dropped it to, to Jason Cutting. First of all, how did you see that? And second of all, is that an example of the offense running at
6: its at its best? It's definitely an example of the offense running at its best. You know, um, Malcolm, I think it was Malcolm drove, or I drove, kicked it, and he kicked it to Al. And then they both ran it out when Malcolm went to the corner, found me, touched the ball, JT cuts, and I find him. But I was watching JT the whole time on the plate. Um, I was hoping he cut it. I would have been pissed if he didn't because it was wide open. Um, but that's the true definition of our offense. When we're clicking at all cylinders, you see plays like that. And it, and it feels good for everybody. Everybody feels good. and Then you can go down on the defensive end, and your defense feels good.
8: And you started off the game with, with Jalen in transition, making that kind of cut to the basket. We know about Jason and Jalen as your primary scorers and all that. But when they're cutting like that, I mean, what does that mean?
6: What does that do for you guys? Everything. They're unstoppable. know what I'm saying? They're going to draw so much attention. So by them cutting, you know, Al's going to get wide open shots. Derek White, me, Malcolm, Sam, we're all going to get open shots because of those guys are cutting and everybody's going to, you know, sink in the paint on them. And, you know, it's up to them to just continue to make the right play. If it's for themselves, finish it. If not, find the right play, find the right guy who's open. And they've been doing a tremendous job at that. And that's why our offense has been clicking the way it's clicking. They're not only, you know, when they get into those one-on-one possessions, you know, they're great at. We all know that they can do that. But they're making it easier for themselves by getting easier baskets, by cutting and then opening the floor up for everybody else.
9: I asked Joe this when he was up here, but Jason was questionable before the game. He comes out 37-13, and 13, couple blocks, five assists. What is it about him that allows him to perform at that type of level after not even knowing if, if he was going to play in this game? He was going to play. <laughs> he was playing. He knew who he was matched up with. He had that game circled. Don't let it, don't let him fool y'all. He was playing the whole time. Jalen, when you uh when you have a couple games like on that road trip where the turnovers bounce up a little bit for you, what what kind of routine do you go through to kind of respond to that? Is it film? Is it you know, what kind of things do you do to bounce back from that and only have two tonight? Uh nothing really. A lot of the turnovers that I had just been careless with the ball, you know, being laxadaisical and just having more of an emphasis of being focused throughout the duration of the game. You know, it's not even a matter of anything the defense is doing. It's just, you know, me not even just being too careless. So, you know, going forward, you know, just focusing more on what's in front of me. It's been a lot of stuff going on, you know, outside of basketball Um, and just focusing more on what's in front of us and taking care of the ball and helping us win games is my emphasis right now. You've you've talked a little bit about how you know some stuff off the court can impact you on the court. How how do you try to manage that? Cause you've mentioned that a few times. Um, you do the best you can and balance everything. You know, you know, the, regardless of what you say, you know, some people are gonna disagree or already form an opinion. So, you know, you just come out. You do what I've been doing, trying to uplift my community, spreading kindness, spreading love, um, trying to be you know the best version of myself, but also help any and everybody around me. Um, that's what I've been since I came into this league, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. So, um, just focusing on that and then, you know, taking care of basketball and everything just falls in line. Jason Jalen was just joking that there was no chance you were going to miss this game. You had it circled because of the opponent, obviously, with Luka coming to town. Um, what type of motivation did you have for going into this game uh, and what allowed you to succeed at such a high level?
10: Uh, yeah, J.B. probably right. Um, I think just um, obviously losing last game, you know, I think helped us refocus. And, um, yeah, you know, I think as a competitor match matchups like these against, you know, other really good teams, you know, against one of the other best players in the league. Uh, and, you know, especially you don't get to play them that often. Um, and to be honest, Dallas has gotten the best of us, you know, these last few years. Um, so. And then on top of the fact that, you know, any time I get a chance to play, you know, I'm always um, try or, you know, lace them up. You know, sitting out is never really an option.
3: Then will you take us through the block on Luca and what did you say to him afterwards?
10: Uh, yeah, uh, we joked about it. Uh, you know, I told him I I had to block it because, uh, you know, I didn't want him to dunk on me he looked at me like, you thought I was going to dunk it. Uh, and I was like, you never know. I was like, Yo, you're you, you tall enough where you, know, you can play above the rim a little bit. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, one of the best players in the league and special talent and somebody I respect. So, uh, you know, just like competing against guys like that.